guys. What's going on? Uh, that's going to be the uh, new podcast intro music for quite a while. I heard that song the other day on a montage and man, it just got me absolutely like juiced, totally fired up, really excited. And, uh, you know, just been kind of listening to it ever since. I feel like it's good, uh, good hype up to get us going for whatever the day is going to be. And if you guys know me, uh, I love love that attitude. I love how music or you know, movies and things like that can take us to an inspirational place, get our blood pumping, get us fired up and, you know, get us kind of kickstarted when maybe we are lacking a little bit of motivation. Today, what we're going to talk about, guys, is we don't know what we don't know and really taking a second to dive into how lucky we are and how I think a lot of people are just wasting the greatest opportunity that sits right in front of them every single day. And so for those of you guys who don't know, over the last week, uh, I've had a pretty stressful, stressful week, stressful time. Uh, We found out some, you know, pretty serious problems with our house, some pretty expensive problems, things that could be stressors, things that could take you, you know, out of the zone, stuff that's easy to get negative about stuff that would be easy for me to say when people go, Hey, how's it going today, Jeff? Ah, dude, it fucking sucks. Like today sucks. Like I'm so in blah, blah, blah. And get real negative. I tried really, really hard not to do that. Now, every now and again, I feel more comfortable with certain people around the facility and I'll maybe talk to them a little bit about what's going on just because I feel like they might have some insights. We've talked to about house stuff before they've maybe helped me out with different things. And, uh, Uh, We maybe have a little bit deeper discussion on that, but, you know, generally it was, hey, Jeff, how's your day going? It's awesome, man. It's awesome to be able to have that problem, to be able to think about, you know, you know, you have a 60 or $80,000 fix that's going to set you behind financially for years coming your way. And you, you have this huge thing laying over your head, you know, that's like, that's first world problems. That's something that's like, you know, eh, you know, I don't need a house like I don't need, you know, we could get rid of it if we had to. And I could move into a tiny, teeny, small apartment. I lived in in the smallest barracks room in the world for years and I was fine. I was happy as could be. Not a problem. And once you've kind of done that and stuff and you and you realize that you realize that none of this is really like that big of a deal. You know, we'll figure it out. You know, and if we don't, fine, then we'll move and we'll figure something else out. And I think it's it's a weird thing how people let things stress themselves and get them into a stressful situation when I really do think that deep down when you think about it, you know that you'll figure it out. I think that you I think you should know that. And every now and again, certainly there's a situation where maybe we just won't. Maybe we just won't figure it out. Or maybe we're scared shitless about, you know, what's coming next. And we just have no idea if we will be able to figure it out. But I think on a long enough timeline, what I like about, you know, people have a calmness about them as they age, especially as it comes to stressful situations, I find. And a lot of the times it's just because they've been there. They've done that. They've experienced more stressful things and they've made it through it. They've experienced a multitude of many little stressors. And you realize that, you know, killing yourself over it and getting to this negative place and like turning, you know, into just this depressed negative person who shuts down every time you experience that it doesn't benefit the situation at all. And almost a hundred percent of the time it makes a situation worse. 
But what I really want to talk about today is, you know, learning. And we talk a lot about reading. We talk a lot about really just taking the time to educate ourselves, exercise our brain, right? And for those of you guys who have been listening to the podcast, you know that my biggest fear, my absolute biggest thing that I am exercising for, working for is like I want to avoid Alzheimer's, dementia, mental health to me is just the, that's the thing I want to be kicking. I want to be like, you know, Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett. I want to be like 90, 95 and still be like one of the sharpest, smartest people in the room, not have lost a step. And everybody's sitting there just like with respect because you've got both wisdom and knowledge and when you are around people who experience some of that mental degradation later in life, and especially when they were really, really like sharp, really with it when they were younger, it's, it's sad. Like it's tough to see and it's everything that I want to try to avoid. And so I've done a lot of research with this and obviously sleep is a huge component of this. Exercise is a huge component of this, but one of the biggest things that we maybe neglect and one of the things that blows my mind because today we are more set up for success with this one thing than we've ever been is the acquisition of knowledge learning, right? Like it's just like when you first came in and maybe we did like an Eileen or let's just say like a deadlift and like one of the simplest movements in the world. And we used to do Eileen's every day. The first thing that you would do in day one, which an Eileen is you stand on one leg, you bend forward and touch your toe and you kick the other leg back. So my left foot would be on the ground. I bend forward and touch my left toe and I kick my right leg straight back. And then I stand up and as I'm standing up, I swing my right leg up and through. It's got a little bit of balance, a little bit of coordination, a little bit of flexibility and strength, a little bit of agility. So it's a pretty cool move, but you would be shocked. 95% of people within their first couple of these will fall over. They'll lose their balance. They cannot do it. Another 3% of people are so inflexible that they can't even begin to bend over past their knee, let alone touch the ground or their toe. And so when you start looking at this, it's like one of these things where, okay, I have to wrap my head around this kind of new movement, right? How able am I to do that? And at first, you're just not really capable. You're not in the habit of picking up new movements. The last time a lot of people's body maybe picked up a completely new movement is like, in high school, or maybe they went like snorkeling or surfing or something on a vacation one time and they just weren't very good at it. They did that one time and then they never did it again. But we get people in the habit of learning how to learn movement, right? You get more in the habit of, okay, my body's picking things up and it creates this steam ball. And at first it's like, everything's hard, right? Like a deadlift is hard. You know, V-ups are hard. Kipping is really hard. Learning how to rope climb is hard. And then we start up in the game. Now, like, okay, now I'm to cleans and now I'm maybe even to snatches. And then you start looking. It's like a year or two down the road. Like, maybe you're not incredible. Maybe you're not the world's most amazing snatcher, which is fine. No, like nobody is, right? Everybody's got work to do on this, even world champions, okay? But even if you're not there, like... Think back to your day one. If you can do the movement, like you learned how to learn how to move your body and that process gets better and better and better with time. Okay. And the same thing is true with your mind. Okay. If you are in the habit 
of never acquiring new information, never making your brain have that struggle, fight through things, not know something and then seek out the information and educate yourself entirely. If you're not in that habit, then you're going to be slow at it at first. You're not going to like it. Right. And so a lot of people, they just avoid it then. Right. It's way easier to just watch Netflix, take in pure entertainment and learn nothing. That's easy. That's the easy way out. But if you're not doing these other things, that is going to be something that is going to lead to mental degradation. You are going to lose that sharpness, that edge. You're going to start to have, you know, rough times with memory. You're going to not be able to, you know, do things like math with your kids or, you know, even just in the, in the off chance that you didn't, you don't understand math or you don't do well with like calculus because it's been 30 years you can still take your kid's book and when they go to bed at night, read up on it for a chapter and pick it up immediately if you're sharp, if you're with it, if you're in that actual place of constantly seeking knowledge and information. But if you never do that, if you're never in that habit, you know, in the, a great, a great example of this, guys, is lawyers and doctors, anybody with a high degree of mental challenge and a continuing education component to it. OK, lawyers are constantly having to read up on new precedents, new laws. It is ever changing. They always have to be thinking about continuing education in a little bit of a different regard than, like, say, a doctor. But the same thing, new research, new medicine, all this stuff. It's constantly evolving, constantly changing. And these people have already gone through something, law school and medical school, where they had to really quickly learn how to learn new things. And they had to get really freaking good at that. And they did that like dedicatedly. If you think about what medical school and what law school are, all they are is training yourself how to acquire and learn information and knowledge. That's it. They don't really teach you. If you talk to any expert, they don't really teach you in practice what you're going to be doing in surgery, right? That doesn't really happen in medical school. That happens once you get to residency, once you actually start doing and performing surgeries and talking to surgeons is when you learn. Same thing with lawyers, right? You're not taking the stuff from law school, going to a firm and immediately just like regurgitating law school information and and being a successful lawyer. It's not at all what it is, right? So it is just teaching you the skill of how to acquire and learn information quickly, And those are specific information pieces. But what you find out of doctors and out of lawyers and other people that have similar professions that require this type of continued learning is they also learn other things really, really, really well. They can pick up things quickly. Okay, and the reason that I bring this up today is we have been having septic tank issues. Okay, now I grew up as a city boy, grew up on sewer my whole life. I had never been on septic ever. Right. And I didn't even know what a septic system was really until we started moving in. And even then I had moved into a home and I didn't even really research what a septic was like. I mean, very, very surface level. Okay. Within 24 hours, I was able to essentially learn every type of septic system, how they work, how they're installed, watch YouTube videos, where they are installed from the ground up, learn about the leech lines, learn about when it's time to pump them out, every little piece of it. 
Okay. And this is what you get in 2020, like 2019, whatever, right? 2020, we have this ability to get on our phone anywhere in the world and become basically a subject matter expert in under 24 hours. It's freaking incredible. Like it's unbelievable. You can sit there and I can have a septic expert come out to my house, a guy who's been doing it for 30 years, and I can speak his lingo. I can follow what he's saying. I can understand it at a higher level. And what kills me about this, what drives me crazy is now more than ever, there are still people that ask you questions and ask you things that is just like, it's a Google away. Just learn it for yourself. Take 10 minutes, take a half an hour, learn something like grow, learn it yourself. If somebody tells you it, you're going to use the information for only when you need it. And then you are going to forget it. Okay. It's half the problem with school. Right. Well, there's tons of problems with school, which that's like at this point is building into necessity of a whole different podcast that I would do. But when we think about this, when you get into this habit and people are just telling you this is the answer, this is how you get there. This is what it is. You're not actually learning the information. Okay, the best way to learn information is for you to do the legwork, research it. Learn how to research things properly. Go through a series of articles. Okay, this is what I did for septic systems. Go through a series of articles. Research who is writing the articles. Is this a valid source or is this just clickbait? Are there ads on it? Is it selling me something? Okay. That was one of the things I looked at, something called an AeroStream, right? Well, I'm reading that on the AeroStream website. There's a lot of little buttons down there that say click to buy this and blah, 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 right? So they are. They have an, they have an edge in the game. And that doesn't necessarily make them dishonest. It just means that I have to take that into account, okay? Their system might be the shit. It's just like at Friendship, right? I believe in what we do more than anything else in the fitness industry. I believe it is the best way to get healthy, to get fit, to have a long-term plan, to have a coach that cares. I think we have the greatest coaches on the planet. I believe in our system. So if I put something out and it's got a call to action, it doesn't mean that it's wrong because I'm selling it to you. It just means that I truly believe that if you click that link and you sign up, it will be beneficial to you. And if it wouldn't be, I would tell you straight to your face. It's one of the big things that we do with consultations is turn people away. No, I don't think this is right for you. Have a great day. You're looking for a quick fix. We don't do that here, right? You're looking for, you know, the magic pill and to not work hard. And we don't do that here. We require you to work hard. We understand what this is and what it isn't. And it's not about selling you something for three months or six months or whatever. It's about dedicating you to a, you know, five or 10 year, 30 year process. And so when you think about that, I take in all this information from all these sources, right? Then I get onto YouTube, which is like the greatest thing, maybe also the worst thing, but one of the greatest things ever, right? It is, you want to, what do you want to do? Do you want to learn how to change your oil? Do you want to learn how to change your brakes? Do you want to learn how to change a headlight? Do you want to learn how to, how a septic system it works? Do you want to see one installed? Do you want to learn how to install a fence? These are all things that I have fully researched, done myself and implemented from a YouTube video. And not a long one, like 16 minutes, 
12 minutes. Learn how to change your car battery and change your change your lights, change your spark plugs. I did all that in under an hour from a YouTube video. That's the world we live in today. It's incredible. Stuff that used to take people decades and generations to learn how cars work and mechanics. And you had to have the right tool sets because some people freaking use millimeters and other people use inches, which is insane, right? Maybe you didn't know that. You could research that. But if you don't ever seek out the information, you are constantly going to be a person that is in a place of blind ignorance, which sucks. Because then you can be taken for a fool. Then you can be the sap who gets taken by mechanics or by septic people, right? That's it. So this is why I research all this, right? Half because, you know, when, when a bunch of people start throwing around, you're going to owe them $30,000 like you're asking, they're asking you for 20 bucks. Like, it's like, all right, I got to I gotta look into this a little bit more because these prices seem ridiculous. But you know, so that's that's kind of one end. But I also want to see, like, it, how big of a deal is this? Right. Is this something that I could grab a group of friends and do myself? Or is this something I'm going to need to hire somebody? Right. You, I educated myself fully on like the permitting system and yada, yada, yada. And all of it is just at your disposal all day long. You have no excuse. You really don't. And so when people ask me questions or when in, you know, I love Maria to death, but this is something that is sort of the bane of her existence. She just gets in the habit of asking for the answer. And it's it's, the thing that sucks is when she actually goes off on her own and researches something and learns about it and then does it takes action on it. Right. She she's like over the moon. She loves it. You feel this sense of accomplishment. You're like, I didn't know how to do this yesterday. Then I researched it. Then I started working at it. Then I could kind of do it, but I sucked at it. And then I kept working. And now I have this finished product and I'm really proud of it. And it's cool. And so now she's this like DIY freak. She loves it. Right. It's like an addiction because that's that's what we like as humans. We like to learn. Educating yourself and exercising your brain is just like exercising your body. It feels good. It's fun. You're going to like it. But you have to get out of the habit of thinking, ah, like, I don't care. I'm just, I, I don't care. I don't want to read. Like, who wants to spend the time to do that? Who wants to do this? Who wants to do that? It's just like, it, it's you're just wasting, wasting this opportunity and on the long term and how we kind of bring this full circle is on the long term, you are going to invite mental degradation into your life because of that attitude. And I think that should scare the shit out of you. Maybe it doesn't, right? Maybe you're just one of those people who's just like, ah, fuck it. I don't care. Right. And that's it. Maybe you are right. But man, you should spend some time then around people who struggle with mental health issues later in life. Because it is scary and it sucks and it's not fun. And I I think it's terrifying to think about, to put yourself in that situation of what it would be like to think, you know, you're with it, but not be with it. And everybody else around you and your whole life just feels bad for you all the time. And nobody's ever able to be honest with you because you can't ever remember anything. And so a big part of our health journey has to be staying sharp mentally. It has to be a focus, right? So two things on this, okay? And homework for this week, okay? You don't know what you don't know. So I don't know right now what I'm gonna learn in the next year. 
I, there, there could be some experience that I have. There could be something that happens. There could be something that happens in the world that opens my eyes to a new source of education. Okay. There could be something like right now I'm learning about concrete and gravel, right? That's why I'm researching now because that's our first step for our house issues. Okay. And obviously we got stuff going on at the gym too. learning how to put in turf, learning how to do all these different things. Okay. But what is going to come up over that next year? That's going to pose a challenge to you. And how are you going to react? Are you not going to learn about it? Are you going to let it come up and just let another opportunity pass you by? You're going to take it as an opportunity to educate yourself about the problem and come out of it smarter, stronger, with more mental fortitude, with a bigger, you know, knowledge base. And you got better at learning how to learn. Right. And if you don't know how to Google stuff, which is like it, it this is a thing. If you're not aware of this, like. People can be bad or good at Googling. I literally like a part of my senior year history research course was like a t- we had a tutorial at the library of how to properly Google stuff. Um, and you can you can be good or bad at this. You can be good or bad at searches. OK, but what you'll find is your reaction to this your reaction to those events, to the problems, to the experiences that you are going to have over this next year is going to dictate whether you come out of those with a good mindset. You look at that as an opportunity to learn. Okay. If this stuff never happened, if we never moved into this house, I wouldn't know anything about septic. I wouldn't know. I would know a lot less about old school plumbing in old houses. I would know a lot less about digging up concrete and city permits and all these other things. Okay. And on the, on the surface, I can look at that as, man, what a fucking pain in the ass that I have to learn all this shit because my plumbing's not working. Or I can look at that as what an opportunity. I know now how this whole system works so that not only this house, but every house that I experience in the future, I'm not going to be shying away from a septic. I know the questions to ask when I'm buying the house, when I'm talking to an inspector, I know the full process of what would need to be fixed and how much that's going to cost if we happen to buy a, maybe a broken down old home in the country and we want to fix it up. Now I know I have a dollar amount associated with that. I know the process of it. I know who to call. I've already researched the companies. I have a much, much, much larger knowledge and experience bank because I have faced this issue, because this failure has taught me something and I've learned from it and I've taken that problem and I've educated myself on why it's a problem, why it happened and how to never let it happen again. And so then I have grown into a stronger future version of myself, both in that sense, in the knowledge sense, but also in the sense that I went out and I learned how to learn that information and I grew stronger mentally because of that. That then will you know, kick the can down the road three more years or three more months or three more days for me to have some sort of a mental health issue, right? And what I see a lot with this and the attitude that people take sometimes is, yeah, well, you know, it, it, like you could listen to this podcast 40 years from now and I might have Alzheimer's and I might have, you know, some serious, I might be bipolar, schizophrenic, or I might have, you know, some other issue. I might just be insane. Okay. I might be experiencing those things. And you might say, well, like, oh, listen to this podcast. Listen to how full of shit, shit Jeff was. He didn't know. Like he, he thought he was going to be taking away his mental health. Well, you know, maybe I was going to experience that at 54. 
And instead, I was able to experience it at 74. I was able to push it 20 years. And this is people's argument sometimes with as it comes to cancer, right, is people will say, well, I'm as healthy as can be. And I, I do everything. I eat healthy and I exercise and I do this and I do that. And sometimes you know, cancer just sucks as a testament is that it happens to kids. Okay. They don't even have enough of a long-term situation in their life to have like fucked up enough things in their own body to have like earned, let's say earned, you know, or got had cancer. Okay. As opposed to somebody who smoked for 50 years, like five packs a day. Okay. That person kind of earned cancer. Right. And when it happens to kids, like it just sucks. It just happens. Okay. But as we start thinking about adults, like maybe that was going to happen to you at 26 or 28. Maybe there's some genetic force or there was some force with where you grew up and something in the water, like who knows? Okay. And maybe that was going to happen to you at 28, but you ate healthy and you exercised and you slept really well and you were able to push that to 32. Okay. Things happen and they happen to the healthiest of all people. Becky Konzelman was a staple in the CrossFit community. She was a games athlete multiple years, I think like six years. She was by all measures, one of the healthiest, kindest, nicest people you would ever meet. And she died at 47 from just a random brain aneurysm. And those things are going to happen, but you never know when that stuff might have been, you know, pushed five years down the line or three years down the line or 10 years down the line or whatever the situation might be, you are able to push those health issues that are going to come and get you. You're able to push them later in life, which means you get to spend a few more years with your kids. You get to spend a few more years doing what you love, you know, kicking ass and taking names and enjoying life. And that's what you have to kind of think about with this is it's really, really, really easy to say like, ah, you know, I, I live a healthy life. I'm good. Like, you know, I, I can, I work out all day and I eat pretty healthy. So like, you know, just Netflix every night and I don't need to educate myself and I don't need to read and I don't need to learn about anything. And you know, if I'm as smart 10 years from now as I am today, that's fine. Right. I just, it's, that's, it's just such a sad, such a sad waste. Um, and I see it out of young kids sometimes where it's con- this constant barrage of entertainment. And like, man, if you are if you're a 13 or 14 year old kid right now and every time that one of your friends is watching something on Netflix or spending hours on Instagram and every time your friends are you know, doing these other things like that, that are just time wasters. I'm not talking about like playing sports and going to school and doing some of these other things, which is time wasters. If you were to like learn how to, you know, completely fix up a car, which would take you like maybe 30 minutes a day, three days a week from the time that you're 13 to 19. You learn everything you'd ever need to know about cars. You learn everything you ever need to know about houses. You can learn everything you ever need to know about personal finance. You could learn other languages. You could learn these things. It's all just available on YouTube now. It's free. It's there 24 hours a day in your pocket. And so like, but we just, we don't do it. Like why? And I think a lot of it is because we live in a world of, of too late, right? If you want to, if you want to be a person who speaks three or four languages right now, it's not too late, but in your head, like, yeah, you missed opportunities. Like you need to look at that as man, I have missed a lot of opportunities to learn new languages. 
I've just basically been throwing that whole opportunity into the freaking wind, right? Doesn't mean it's too late. It just means that I blew a lot of opportunities, okay? And so the same thing is true. Like if you want to learn about houses, great, start right now. I know people that changed professions and went back to schools at 55, 58. They moved and got full-time jobs in completely different career fields in their 50s. So it's not too late. I mean, shit, especially if you're like 20 or 30 or 40, like you have all the time or you have a whole nother lifetime of a career in front of you. Our generation has a chance to, you know, the healthy of us, right? Those of you listening, we have a chance to live till we're 100. Like, I think that that's probably going to be normal for healthy people. You know, our life expectancy will probably still drop because the majority of people now are dangerously obese, eat like crap, don't take care of their mental health and are sedentary by all stretches of, you know, but, but sedentary is taking on new meanings every day. But when we look at that, it's like the healthy of us is if you're going to be to a hundred, like stop worrying about retirement at 65, stop worrying about that crap. Like you could start a new career at 50 and work longer in the career from 50 to 80 than you did from 23 to 50. And so when you look at things that way, like what are you, what do you need to do that? What do you need to be Warren Buffett to be 90 years old and still like the top of your industry? 60 years, 70 years of experience. Like, what do you need to do that? You need to learn like now you need to acquire skills every day. Like if you are, if you have things that are like costing you money or that frustrate you, just learn about it. Learn how to remodel your bathroom now because you might have three more bathrooms in your lifetime, maybe five that you want to remodel. There's an old uh, client at Friendship named uh, Jen Richardson and her and her husband moved uh, up to Minnesota and uh, they, you know, they post pictures on, on Facebook all the time. They, I don't even know if they bought a fixer upper. it seemed like a pretty nice house, but like they just gutted it and did all the work themselves from scratch. And they're some of my favorite videos online because when they like turn on the shower, they're like, Oh my God, it works. Like it worked. We did it. Like it's this big celebration. It's incredible because before that, they knew nothing about bathrooms. They'd never set up a bathroom. They'd never tiled it. They'd never rerouted plumbing. They'd never done a thing. So the fact that you were able to watch videos on YouTube, put it into practice, go to Lowe's or Home Depot, purchase the thing, come back to the house, put it in, and it works? Like, hell yeah. Like, that's that's incredible. That's, that's, that's the ultimate victory. You know, that's, you come in, you know, you don't know. It's, it's my story with CrossFit. Like, I didn't know anything about strength training. I didn't know anything about that. I didn't have any coaches. I didn't have the systems that you guys had. It's, I just watched a lot of videos and read a lot of books and videoed myself and learned. And then, okay, I still suck at that. I need to practice this. need to keep my chest up more. My ankles are really tight. Like my back sucks. My mobility is bad. More mobility, like less strength training, blah, blah, blah. And like just teach and learn and teach and learn. And so once I realized mobility is a problem, and I buy Kelly Sturette's book. I, I do uh, mobility wad for 400 days in a row. You're just like on it, on it, on it, on it. 
Okay. And then it's like, okay, cool. Now I know everything there is to know about mobility. I've fully educated myself. And then it's like, okay, cool. Now stability right now, active life RX and strong, strong fit are coming out and they're putting out tons of information. So I'm going to dive into that. I'm going to learn everything there is to know about that. And then it's just been that repeated all the time. Right. None of that is stuff that I need to travel all over the world and go to courses for and pay thousands of dollars. Like if you have the care, if you have the effort, if you have the energy and you know how to research and you know how to search and you have learned how to learn, then the world is at your fingertips. You can do anything. You can accomplish anything, anything, any mundane task that you see happen around you every day. Right. Working on cars, working on houses, how to exercise, nutrition, all that stuff. Like the information is available to you. Okay. And there's two ways to learn it learn how to research, grind, and spend hours and hours and hours reading about it. Okay. It's what I just did with Septic, literally like eight hours in a row, phone calls, learning, and, you know, researching on YouTube and watching videos and so on. Okay. And I'm going to have to wrap this up because as you can probably hear the construction crews back to work. Okay. But once you've wrapped your head around that, once you learn how to do that process, once you learn how to research and you learn how to learn appropriately, you have no limitations. And that should be your goal. If you are less than 85 years old, right? Acquire skills, learn new things. It's going to both help your mental health in the long run. And it's going to help you learn skills that are going to pay major dividends for you in the long term. Okay. And it's going to make you like a cool resource for people. Like, that's awesome. Like people can like Star Fox. How cool is that? Like I have a problem with my house. Star Fox comes over, kind of looks at it, looks at it, looks at it. Yeah. yeah. You know, you got a bad rotary girder on your whatever. <laughs> right. Tommy boy. Uh, and, and he's able to diagnose it and he's able to help me fix it. And it's like, man, that skill is awesome. Like I want to be that, you know, I just want to be Star Fox 10 years from now. Um, and that's it. Um, so let's all, let's all look at how we look at what we don't know. Okay. Look at it differently. So that's the goal over the next month, over the next week, over the next year is something that comes up that you don't know about that frustrates you learn about it. Okay. Learn about it. If somebody's going to come out and help you fix it, like the guy's doing my thing, ask every question you can, educate yourself before they come out and learn about what is being done so that potentially you could do it yourself or you at least know for a fact, I cannot do this myself. I have no chance at that. Okay. And so that's the big focus. And then in that, in that same vein, put yourself on a longer learning time trajectory because then you'll realize it's not too late. Thanks guys.